It is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, how's it going? It's going well, Christine. Well, a little more excitement. We've had some some fun, awesome guests. We're getting back into the into the hang of things. You know, this summer was a little, like, all over the place. Well, you were busy traveling the nation. Well, World, all over the place. Yeah, but that's international. You know, listen, traveler. we, if anything, we are consistent. We get back into it, and we're getting into the groove again this week. With he's he's so fun. Um, he's everywhere right now. Yeah. Which it's I I compared him to like Taylor Swift. You know, he's like the hot <laughs> name right now. Like right. it's like Bob, Bob, Bob. So we have Bob Esquire on the show today. Who, um. Yeah, he talks, he's, you know, Bob Esquire, Fitness Group International, all that fun stuff. But he has a super amazing background of just leadership. And he did work in corporate for, I believe, 13 years or so. And you know what we didn't talk about? I'm going to mention it right now. Bob and I were, um, we were on something together, like a panel or talking. And we figured out that his, I want to say like, I don't know if it was his dad or someone worked for Grumman and my father worked for Grumman and okay. we're both from, you know, both from yeah. Long Island. He lives in the Bronx and that they both worked on the LEM that went up to the moon. Now, everybody who worked on the LEM, they signed this time capsule. So his, like, I think his dad, I forgot who it was, and my dad both have their name their names on are in space? a time capsule on the moon. Cool. Like, I was like, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just things in life. You know, six degrees of separation is what they say. But he is, he's great. He's going to tell you a lot of golden nuggets of, honestly, what does it take to be successful, to challenge and overcome challenges? And, and what does that mean without just talking lip service? Totally. And how leadership sometimes is asking for help. Uh, amazing, right? What is what a concept? Wow! Uh, yeah, wow. and uh, you know, and and and, uh, and networking, and being in the right place at the right time, and knowing you know who to lean on when you need some help in certain areas, and you know your strengths and weaknesses. We talk about it all the time. I talk about it all the time with health coaching clients: is work with your strengths, not with your weaknesses. If it's a weakness, find someone that can help you. Uh, pretty simple, but uh, but hard for some. So uh, you know, and and just a great. Uh, look at the fitness industry for, you know, uh, for 30 years or so, uh, you know, going back to the days of 40, the first, 40 years, the right? The first Equinox. Yeah, he the, was like one of the first managers first of the Equinox first Equinox. And, this and is like aerobics, big time. Aerobics with leg warmers. And uh, we get it all from Bob. So uh, just a great, great conversation. We had a lot of fun with him because he's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so are we. And, uh, and uh, you know, we hope we think you'll have fun with this one, too. So uh, let's get to it. All right, Two Fit Crazy the Microphone Podcast. Here we go. another amazing episode. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing well, Christine. How you doing? It's Friday. Uh-huh. It is hotter than Hades at the New Jersey Shore. 
I think I'm Fruit Loops because I keep drinking water and drinking water, and I don't think it's enough. I think it's affecting my brain at this point. Yeah, it's like it. It feels like you know, feels uh-huh. like over a hundred, and here we are, you know, mid September almost. And uh, mm-hmm. but hey, look, you know, a little little local summer here, a little extension of the Jersey Shore, and we'll we'll take what we can get. Pretty soon, we're going to be complaining about how cold it is. So yeah, let's uh, let's roll with it. Yeah, let's do it. And um, you know what? I think we need a little excitement today, and. We have a really interesting guest for you, as always. Um, and this this man, somehow he's been around and doing, moving, shaking for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, he's like popped up into everywhere. <laughs> Literally. Every time you turn around, it's like, oh, look, there's Bob. Oh, look, Bob's doing this. Oh, he's social media this. He's running this group. He's blah, blah, blah. It was almost as if you're tripping over him every time you go to a conference or you're, you know, looking at something. And um, Bob Esquire, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Two fit crazies and the microphone. I got to say, and the microphone. That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. So I know... For for us, this is we're in year six now of our podcast, and and we started just to kind of give people a voice that you know maybe to tell their stories, talk about their companies, and and some unbiased information about health and wellness, and and just how to live a better life, you know, mind, body, health, and physical and mental, and and I know that this is long overdue that you have a lot of experience um, leading people and motivating people. And I want to talk today, number one, that you are doing a lot of groups, you are leading a lot of people, but before we even do that, let's qualify you. Let's go back. Go back, Bob. Going back, rewind time, to what? Where You grew up, you survived the Bronx fellow new york yes i survived the bronx absolutely give oh my a, goodness give us a little Bob I would say, background well well the survivability of the bronx to put it in perspective most of the kids i grew up with are all dead oh, either drugs gangs or vietnam i mean that's and and the issue with with myself my brother and my sister it was really my mother we had two parents in the household but my mother was in charge she was the matriarch because in her family, her mother was the matriarch as well. So I've been surrounded by powerful women. Look at me. I meet Christine constantly. Speaking of powerful women. Anyway, so my mother kept us one step ahead of the police, the drugs, and the gangs, moving us all over the Bronx. As soon as a gang got close or the drugs got close, we moved. And we moved, we moved, and then we finally jumped across to Queens, where it was a lot more safer at that particular time. 1959, 1960. Today, forget about it. The drugs are every place. But then my mother said, you're not going to go to jail. You're not going to die. You're not going to go to Vietnam. You'd be educated. And her, for her, the focus was you, Bobby Jr., your brother and your sister are going to college. That was her mission. And the minute the three of us went and graduated from college, she decided to go to college. But her first mission was to get the three of us done she was happy. My father was ah, kind of upset because the ego gets involved now because the matriarch was in charge. So she went two-year college, associate degree, went to finish up and get her bachelor's degree. And my father refused to go to her graduation Ooh. because 
she had more education than he had. Problematic. The kids were there. She had her on, case closed. But the focus of my mother was survivability because she learned that from her mother, survivability, when she came over as an indentured servant from India back in the days, 1900s. So we had that thing of taking a challenge, facing a challenge, overcoming a challenge, and being successful. So in our culture, in our psyche, the issue was that if anything's in your way, just kick it down. That's it. Go for it. They can't take it from you. Just go for it. And I put that into my whole career objectives, and, and it worked, basically. So given all of that, being a survivor, my responsibility is, yes, I've been successful, but I have a responsibility to give it back to where I came from. So any individual who's trying and struggling to become successful, my job is to help them become successful. That's my mission in life. So um, I want to just throw something out here. And when you hear when you hear Bob say this, right, everyone listening, you could say, all right, well, you know, I think everybody – you know, has this same idea of, oh, I want to help you, want to help you, and they don't really mean it. And I have to say that my experience with you, and, and there was this one thing that really resonated, that you were, you came to speak at one of one of my groups. And, you know, it's like, well, how can we help you? And, and your response was, go be successful. Go. It wasn't like, oh, do this, do this, do this. It was like, go be successful. And there's such a power in, I believe, for many people in fitness and business and sellers that it's we, – we genuinely want you to be successful. And in the future, you're going to remember us and you're, you're going to come back to us for advice or for whatever we're doing or refer you know, people to us. Or That's, I think, really important for – just I think for someone that is listening right now that you really mean it. And I just wanted to to drive that home that this isn't just lip service. And here's the funny thing. And, and, and I say that, and here's the irony. I did a presentation to a group in Canada probably about, let's say, 27 years ago. Here was an audience, fitness managers, the owner was there, the CEO, all the directors, all the trainers were there. And this one little kid in the front row, new trainer, Challenge me in front of all these people. And, and people looked at me saying, okay, Bob, are you going to smack this kid down? <laughs> no, no, no. I let him have his voice because as, as you know, sometimes when you give a presentation, there are people in the audience who think they should be giving the presentation instead of you. Right. Well, he thought he should be doing that instead of me, which I got that, but we just had a conversation back and forth. Nothing antagonistic. For me, it all came from him. So fast forward seven years later. At an Ursa conference, this young professional, now he's a professional, comes to me seven years later to apologize for being obnoxious at that meeting. And he said, when you left us seven years ago, I started to do what I thought I can do like you do, present. Mm -hmm. Did not realize how difficult it was. <laughs> so he shook my hand. He apologized to me. Nothing antagonistic. People have to find their own journey. And if they do it right, they'll get there. My role is to help them do that, but, you know, there'll be some bumps. That's okay. That's part of the teaching learning process. So that message of go be successful, is that, you know, is that a, is that a strategy we can do? Can we put the cart before the horse there a little bit and, and, you know, and, and, and know that success is, you know, envision it first and then kind of fill in the blanks as you go? You know, it's, it's ironic you say that because the challenge is everyone thinks, okay, I have a great idea. 
and and they want to go through that organic process, which sometimes helps, but sometimes it's so difficult that you may need a little help with the organic process. So if you want, for example, to become a presenter, what helped me become a presenter? I started teaching group exercise classes. That is a presentation skill set you have to develop. So the more I became a better instructor, it segued organically to me becoming a better presenter, educator, teacher. And as I became a better teacher, the learning teaching process for me became enhanced as well. So, yes, I'm teaching, but I'm learning at the same time. So exponentially, I'm getting better and better, and I'm growing, growing more and more, and I'm impacting more people more and more as well for the positive. I, I can relate to that like wholeheartedly. That 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 audience of the you know when I'm instructing classes and things, you know that's the stage, right? You get better in there, you get better elsewhere. Uh, I I can really relate to that. People always ask me, they're like, "How do you do? You get nervous when you present or whatnot?" I'm like, I taught Shakespeare to like 18 and 19 year olds. Like, are you really every day was like a what do I? Oh, oh, look, our lights are on now. Uh, every day was seriously a a like Broadway musical, you know, like every day you have to be on for how many hours? And I'm like, that you gotta walk the walk. I get so not angry. I get really riled up, Bob, because. You gotta walk the walk. What is it that you're doing that, that you are able to teach other people or you're able to, are you putting in the work or, or are you just like, I don't understand why this isn't working. I don't understand why I'm not up there presenting yet. Do the work and guess what? Choose your hard. Your hard could be, you know, putting in the work to do this or your hard could be, Oh, poor me. I don't have money and I don't have any opportunities. Like choose your hard. I'm going to drop the mic on that one. Choose your heart. But, but you know what, though? What's important, what also helps us grow is understanding what we don't know. Right. So when I started out in Woodbridge, New Jersey, I have to say, oh, Woodbridge, woo! New Jersey, that's right. I was that person that came out of the class. I came out of the front row. So when I walked into this facility... Uh, in Woodbridge, I'm in the sixth row pack class. I go from the sixth row to the fifth row, fourth row, third row, second row. And then the pressure, I'm putting pressure on the front row to say, here I am, let me in. And they were saying, well, you have improved, Bob, in a nice way. And I said, thank you in a nice way, knowing I was ready. But then the instructor became my mentor and helped me and said, okay, Bob, we are seeing what you've done. If you can fix A, B, C, and D, you got it. Two days later, I fix A, B, C, and D. Dawn Barbito comes in and says, okay, front row, move over. Bob's coming up. Because I let them tell me what I needed to do to get to the front row. I said, no ego here. Let me be, become better. Give me guidance. That started my journey teaching aerobics. It was still me and Jane Fonda back then. Yeah. It was aerobics. But my bandana and my leg warmers. Yes. But I, but Dawn gave me the guidance. And then after that, someone else, because I didn't know choreography. The ugliest thing in the world was me learning how to count music. It was ugly. Ugly. Someone, Linda Colabelli, taught me how to count music. It was a struggle. But when I learned it, there was no stopping me now. Right after that, I got it. I got it. And then the rest was history. But again, Every step of the way, I knew what I didn't know. I sought out 
the experts to help guide me so I didn't make mistakes. I'll make my own mistakes, but someone I needed to give me other guidance to not to make the same mistakes they've made. And I've been lucky. I've been really been lucky because I'm saying, help. I need help. And people say, you know what? You're a nice guy, Bob. You're from the Bronx. We'll help you out. Fine. <laughs> they didn't say New Jersey. They said the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you cut your teeth and you cut your teeth in the Bronx, right? And then you got to New Jersey as soon as you could, right? <laughs> Top of the food chain. Uh, they, uh, so, so what was, uh, you know, look, obviously things have changed since then. No one's wearing leg warmers anymore. Uh, and, and, you know, the choreography is kind of out the window and, Everybody's ready to, you know, smack you with a boot camp and all sorts of crazy stuff that goes on in, in uh, gym settings these days. Uh, so, so how do you adapt? How do you how do you make sure that you're, uh, you know, moving along with with everything? And and I guess while you're at it, like, what have you been through? What have you seen like in all these years? Oh my goodness, I, I I've seen everything. I've been well before I got into fitness, I had to make this career change. So I had 13 years of corporate. I mean, real. Corporate 100 experience, uh, Grumman Aerospace, Ford Motor Company, yep. AT&T, New York Telephone Company, operations management, market planning, management training in general. And, and the issue was that once you learn how to be a manager, you can go into any industry and become a manager. So taking that background, here I am starting with my aerobics, the group exercise, then my first job, I was recruited to work for this renovated supermarket in New York City on Amsterdam Avenue and 76th Street. You may know it today as Equinox. Uh, (laughs) I'm training clients there. I'm there seven days a week. I'm building my clientele, going crazy, rocking in the numbers seven days a week. And then fortunately for me, opportunity. Chris Imbo, who was the first fitness director at Equinox, decided to leave. And the Erickle family said, well, who can we get to replace Chris? Well, Bob is squirry. Well, why Bob is squirry? Well, he's here seven days a week. So when, when I'm in the club, for example, if the sales manager's not there, no problem. Bob is here. He trains the manager. Take care of that. Operations manager's not there. Oh, Bob is here. GM's not here. Bob is here. Group X, Bob is here. Personal training, Bob is here. By default, Bob gets the job. I start my fitness management career at Equinox, and I was fortunate because the Erico family knew what they didn't know, which was great, which was similar to me. I knew what I didn't know. We learned from each other, and we ended up building a brand, which today is global. But again, though, they gave me the opportunity, and we were able to share and grow and learn together as a collective. And after five years, I had enough of my information together that we shook hands, and my consulting career took off from there. But again, even doing that, I knew what I didn't know. I found more mentors to help me make that transition from brick and mortar, working for one club, becoming independent business consultant, and just going about my business nationally and globally as well. All right. So tell us, you leave. You. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to, I'm going to be a consultant. Ta-da! There's, there's a lot to learn. You're, you're now kind of an entrepreneur. Talk about this because this is what everybody trips over in I don't care what industry that you're in that I want to do this, but I'm scared. So you did leave, you know, Equinox and, and you were pretty confident. Did you feel that, yes, I am ready. I've got clients. I've got things lined up. Or were you like, okay, um, so how did, how did that happen? How did that work? Okay. 
Uh, again, my mentors, I had two mentors when I made that transition. One was Rick Carroll, who was still in the fitness industry today. He is like, Rick is like the guru of finance for the fitness industry. I mean, he's been there for years. He's still there today. And then John McCarthy, who was a CEO of Ursa, took me under his wing and said, Bob, we're going to help you do this because you, you have something to offer. You have content. And the content really was developing personal training as a business, as a viable business. That was my initial foray into the, the fitness industry consulting component. So I ended up going from different clubs uh, nationally. I also did the lecture circuit. I had a message. It resonated. People hired me one step at a time. But again, I had the benefit of having two of the top consultants in the industry to make that happen. And then one day, Ursa said to me, well, we're doing this subgroup outside of Ursa in San Diego, and we want someone to present to the Japanese Fitness Federation personal training. We think you should do it. I say, well, okay, I don't speak Japanese. That's okay. We'll have simultaneous translation. So now I'm in a whole cultural shift because now coming from New York, we tend to speak a lot faster. So now I have to slow down so the translators can be able to capture the essence, not using my hands, of course. You can't see this on the podcast, but I'm very animated. But I had to back off. And what happened was that my presentation was slow, meticulous, translatable, and resonated. So then after that success, okay, Bob, we want you in Brazil. Same thing, simultaneous translation. After that, I'm in Hong Kong. After that, I'm in Italy. Fast forward, I'm in Moscow twice. Again, simultaneous translations. So now I'm, I'm going beyond the national walls of the U.S., beyond North America, and going out overseas. So again, though, the message kept being, was being embraced and it resonated. But then as I started to evolve as a presenter, my knowledge base expanded as well. Because this issue was, I was brought in for personal training, but personal training isn't the only thing from a club environment. There's personal training, there's group exercise, there's operations management, the whole issue of recruitment, retention, referral management. So my core discipline was personal training, but over the years, it's expanded out to everything now. Because one thing does not drive the entire business, it's the entire business that drives everything else. So group exercise drives personal training. Personal training, group exercise drives what? Membership recruitment, retention, and referrals. So all of a sudden, we're starting to see a synergistic relationship being built where the most cutting-edge clubs are creating a reason for people to come, a reason for them to stay, and a reason for them to refer because they feel very secure in their community of choice. And it's like, wait a minute now, a community of choice. Well, Bob, we knew you back in 1999, and you didn't sound like that. It's called a teaching, learning, environmental development. You have to evolve. You have to grow. But then think of folks who have been in the same box for 10, 15, 20, 35 years plus. They're all dinosaurs. I am a young dinosaur at the age of 74, and I'm still evolving. I'm still evolving because there's a lot more to learn. And the reality check for the industry globally was COVID. Yeah. Was absolutely COVID, you know, and people were upset. Wait a minute now. We shut you guys down, government, because you weren't essential. Well, 
we were fitness focused from a consumer standpoint. Another 20% of the population that we touch in the United States, for example, we would lose 40% through attrition. So how valuable were we? And of course, we weren't health focused. We weren't wellness focused. We need to be now. The reality is COVID, everyone who was fitness focused became aware of their vulnerability. They were not all that anymore. They were damaged mentally because of shutdowns. So now they have an issue with health and wellness. Then obviously we have folks who are health and wellness focused who always need extra support for us. So now my model is that, okay, fitness focus is great, but there's a need for a wellness component on the on the fitness side. But then the segue, health and wellness, is a more demand than ever. More demand than ever. But my question is, and the reason why I came out of retirement is that, are we really trained to address consumers who have wellness and health focused needs? That's the challenge. That's the challenge. And, and what's the answer to that? I mean, it's no, right? I mean, we're not. We're not. We're not. We're yeah. not ready for it. Not. Yeah, we've painted ourselves intellectually. In intellectually, we talk a great game. Yes. But from a granularity standpoint, nuts and bolts. Where's the nuts and bolts? I'm having this conversation. It's like, we're going to get there, Bob. Yeah, we're going to get there. How are we going to get there is the issue. Now, now I'm fortunate. I was able to sit down with Sarah Cooperman, for example, with SCW. Now, SCW, Sarah Cooperman has developed her media or, how would I say it, her conferences, her national conferences around seven embedded regions within the United States. Very grassroots focused, very fit pro and consumer orientated. And when I realized what she was doing, and she's been doing it for 40 plus years successfully, I need to be able to tie myself back in with Sarah Cooperman because Sarah's organization, her infrastructure is embedded in the communities, is embedded in the regions and provides cost-effective training to meet the demands of the consumers, fitness focus, health focus, wellness focus, but also fit pros, fitness pro, group yeah. exercise instructors, personal trainers, coaches, everything's right there. So it's like, okay, I'm here. I'm going to roll up my shirt sleeves. I'm going to jump back into the lecture circuit and I'm going to tie myself in with, with SCW with all of her main events across the United States. That resonates with me. We love Sarah. We've had her on the show a couple of times. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's, uh, one of the best. And, uh, you know, we love what she has going on. It's, it's, uh, it's always a, an exciting time. I, you know, I, I look at them sometimes where, you know, from, from a health and wellness standpoint, right? We could use a little bit more of that, especially at those conventions. And, you know, you see kids who are newly certified walking around sweating their butts off at a convention. And sometimes it's like, all right, don't you exercise at home? Why don't you come here and learn? Uh, you know, so there's, there's some of that too. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, we, you know, we have enough fitness. We have a lot of fitness. But those extra pieces that you mentioned, the really important pieces, um, you know, sometimes they're lost at those conventions as they're not hip and cool and sweaty. But you know, though, the, the, the challenge is what I found with, with Sarah's audiences, they're coming to learn because they know what they don't know. Right. I mean, when I went to my first conference with Sarah in Dallas last year, just talking to people, going to different classes and listening to the conversations, having conversations. It's like, okay, 
I have this client as an example, 74 years old and is worried about falling down. So here's the conversation. The conversation is, yes, I want to be her trainer and I want to help her, but I have to teach her, number one, how to fall down in such a way that she minimizes her damage. But more importantly, I have to teach her how to get up. Yes. Without aggravating herself and or getting to the phone to call someone else. This is the conversation that's going on. Yes, you're going to fall down. I need to help you minimize that damage. But how do I help you get to a phone? I hear that conversation. It's like, that's profound. That is absolutely cutting edge profound. As opposed to, I'm going to squat 700 pounds today. Yeah, baby. That's not what we're talking about today. No, that's not the need. There's a group that wants that. That's great for them. It's not for me at all. We have evolved to a whole different place now. And it's unfortunate that COVID happened. It made us think this way, but it's working now. But there is a, a fit pro population that says, I really want to help. And they mean it. And it's not just the buff people and the strong people. It's the folks that really need to be taken to a whole different place and, to and survive. You, and you can see it at, at, you know, the conventions. It used to be jacked up muscles and muscles on top of muscles and it's not that way so much anymore i mean there's the the industry i, I at least i see it that way it's bit it's been, it's been a little older bit and We're definitely older and look christine you got any uh, fall prevention uh, uh things Here's, laying around that we can help that young you lady out in, with you know what's interesting though i have to say um being that you know in the last 20 years or so uh watching the you know watching the changes in the industry watching the changes in the conferences I still have to say that we have a long, long way to go um, at these conferences. And again, you know, Bob, you know that I'm the, I teach fall prevention and arthritis and chronic diseases and, you know, everything that really where we're going to in a country that's needed the most. I'm not talking about the people who are already fit and the people who are going to work out anyway. I don't need to give you a jumping option because if you're going to jump, you're going to jump anyway, you know. Um and what I've noticed is that for for some that there are there is a lot more interest in you know the aging demographic and whatnot, and the other half of me says there is still a huge disconnect between if I had a choice to go to learn more about I don't know let's see I'll just throw it out there and I love Pilates and I love yoga I do love them if you're giving someone a choice of you can do this chronic disease thing or you can go to Pilates, they're still going to get that movement. And that's what I'm still seeing across every single fitness conference and, you know, around the world even, um, you know, not just SEW, which is, you know, which there's great people that, have, you know, are really super open to learning. Um, that's the thing that, that, that really kind of, I go home sometimes and shake my head and I'm like, Hey, my one session was so awesome and it was packed and the people were so into it, you know, and then it'll be something else. And I'm like, why, you know, why are there 130 people in this boot camp and there's 10 learning about, you know, this, whatever it is, say it was, say it was something, you know training the obese client or like, you know, something along those lines. And it's like, huh, it, I just don't know what the answer is or, or what, 
to say sometimes, but the numbers speak speak volumes. Yeah, and I think that, for example, at, at SCW in Dallas, I mean, Dallas, I was shocked how packed it was this year compared to last year. And what I'm finding is that because of COVID, a lot of folks ended up doing virtual stuff, which is an option. They lose connection with the live activities because during the live events, there's a chance to have a conversation right. to exchange ideas about your customers. What does my customer look like? What does my client look like? What does my students look like? And what do they need? So, for example, if you look at Ann Gilbert in the Tampa metro area, her clientele, her demographic market is 48 years of age to 92 plus. That's her focal point. And her programming mantra is health and wellness. And as these folks that go, and it's women's only, get stronger and have more confidence. Now that population that came to her for health and wellness have evolved into fitness. But they came in not for fitness. They came in for psychological support for health and wellness. But Anne's team, her coaching team, who are hybrids that train and teach, took them along a journey of success where, okay, let's push some metal now. I feel good physically. I feel good psychologically. I have confidence. I'm in a safe place. And it's our place. That needs to happen more and more of. But it's hard to do that virtually. You need to see that, visit that, talk to these folks, and just watch them change their personality. So my mother, when she was younger, she was a jock. She did swimming, lifted weights at Jack Lane back in the day. And then when my father became incapacitated, she became his caretaker, basically. And she stopped working out. So for my mother, she's 92 years old. She comes out of her condo in Manhattan, and there's a 45-degree slope. Her exercise for the day, her mission, is to leave the building, go straight up that incline. Don't stop until she gets to the top so she can hold the wall. So I was there last week with her, and she says, Bobby, come on. And I said, okay. And she just forgot me. She just went. I'm watching her because I know why she's doing it. She gets there, and she holds on to the wall and says, take your time, Bobby Jr. I'm getting my breath now. Fine. (laughs) That's mom. So now I do my thing with her after we go for a walk. We go to the park. She says to me, okay, I want you to videotape me on your iPhone, and I want to see what my posture looks like. Because she's kyphotic now, so I videotape her, and she says, okay, let me see. Okay, I have to lift up my chest a little more. She has a cane. Take a picture of me trying to lift up my chest and lifting the cane above my head. So she's doing that. That's her workout. And I take the video. She says, I look better, but I can't do it all the time. It's too much strain for me. But, But she asked me. I contributed to it. She knows how bad bad is, but she wants to be able to do her thing. Says, I'm in town. So three times we had three sessions outside, which is great. I love it. I love it. And and look, that's what it's. That's it. It's yeah. the long, healthy life. It's the health and wellness, right? And then the fitness. We'll get to fitness, right? Ninety-two years old. That's Ninety-two amazing. lives by herself, and I have to remind her: you're drinking your water today. Mm-hmm. You know, I go in, I clean out the refrigerator, blah blah blah, and then next. That's <laughs> so cool. 92 years young. There it is. Yes, exactly yes. right. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So tell us, um, before we end for today, um, I want to know, 
right now. So you, you're out of retirement, Bob, and you're speaking on the circuits. You're getting everyone riled up and excited and giving them all of the best, you know, kind of the best of what you've learned over the years, that road to success. What do you do after they come to you? What's going on right now with like your fitness group international? And I mean, like I said, everywhere I turn, I see your name and you're, you're moving and shaking, which I just, I love. Cause I'm like, Ooh, Bob's on it. We got to get Bob on the show. Cause he's hot right now. Like Taylor Swift, okay, so, you know? So now so now, your audience can't see me. I'm blushing with my son. Yeah. That's okay. But three words, networking, networking, and networking. And, and I say that because, the message I'm giving out to everyone in front of me that I am fortunate enough to get in, to be in front of me is that we can't do it by ourselves. The, the jealousy of the past has got to go away. Everyone has their own expertise and, and that's great. But sometimes we need partnerships. Sometimes we need networking relationships to help us get to where we want to get to. So I'm not a social media guru per se, but in my network, I know people who are, so I cross promote. Basically, uh, there are folks, there may be at least 500 mastermind groups, mentorship groups, which is great. But again, as you know, everything is, is a personality type of thing. So somebody may not be comfortable coming to me, which is fine. I'll send them to Christine and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That's what the process is. Again, it isn't about the ego. It's about making people more successful. And as they get to be more successful, they'll remember where their guidance came from. When, when John McCarthy back in 2000, I will never forget him because he reached out and said to me, Hey, I'm going to help you. When I was in New Jersey and Woodbridge, Don Barbito, Linda Colabelli, my first mentees or mentors gave me guidance. It's okay not to know what you have to know, but it's better to know what you don't know and then seek out the expertise. So I provide that expertise to folks to get them where they have to get to. And if I can't provide it, I know somebody else who can basically. I love it. It's that tell, connection. Tell everyone where to find you, by the way. Website, social media, go. You're, you're going to find LinkedIn is my is my bread and butter from the business standpoint. Also on Facebook, we have a hybrid FitPro group on Facebook. Find me there. I am there. Google me. I, I, <laughs> everything. I am I am there. I'm finally coming back. So, yes, I, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm around. And of course, in our show notes on uh, on this episode, show notes, you'll find all the links there too, as well. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pretty sure because Bob is so on it that at some point he'll be like, "I was just on this show," you know. And I know that you're gonna. That's I mean, that's amazing. But you know, our listeners that maybe need a little extra push and a little extra Bob in their life, they're gonna find out about you very quickly. So we will make sure to get all that information out to the world and um all right give us give up i'm gonna put you on the spot here we go (laughs) here we go all right take a deep breath (laughs) one golden nugget that you want the last like if you were like i just want to say this one last thing and then that's it lights out what is it what is it today don't be shy number one number two be humble number three Make sure you understand what you don't know. And if you don't know something, don't be afraid to ask and find the right person to ask. Ask, 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 learn, 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 and minimize your mistakes by asking and learning. Did everyone get that? Boom. And the the network, network, network. 
Like that's a real thing, everybody. Can can we like just stop for a moment and realize that networking and and sometimes people hate that word. They think it's like a dirty word. It's relationship building is what Absolutely. it is. Go have a conversation with someone about their kids. Like let's have a conversation about like, hey, how you doing today? What's going on? What'd you do today? Like we don't have to dig right into like, all right. Take out your books. Get your checkbook. Get your Excel spreadsheet out. It's, I mean, those are the best relationships ever. And I think we don't do that enough. Like, you're going to call someone. All right. Who are you? What's going on? Where? That's the, that's where it comes from, right? Absolutely. That's the substance. We love that. And, And you know, and it's funny thing you say that because the issue about selling, 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 it's not about the sale. It's about the relationship. Yep. The relationship is viable. The relationship is real. If it's not viable, if it's not real, it's never going to happen. Well, l- like you, I had you know other past careers in sales and and you know mortgage banking and all that stuff. And the last thing we usually talked about was business. It was ninety percent you know shooting the shit, and uh, and you know the ten percent is where we made the money. But you know it's it's just uh, it's 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 relationships and it's connection. You know you talked about it. It's important in the gym space too, and that's how we create community and and all those things. And that's. Uh, that's that's where all the love happens. It's a very important aspect of health, and and people overlook it. You know, they 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 like the isolation, especially when they're unhealthy. Uh, you know, to to come around and um, you know, and sometimes, uh, uh you know, that unhealthiness is large ego, right? That's unhealthy, and uh, you know, sometimes that'll keep you in isolation as well. You know, I know everything, and you can't tell me anything, and and there's no need to ask for help. But boy, I, I know that like, look, our network has grown and grown and grown and grown just because of the show. And this is our networking. We're networking right now, Bob, and, and, and we're, you know, we're getting, and this is how we do it. And look, if we don't know about things, right, like you said, what do we do? We bring on an expert. We bring on someone. <laughs> you know, what the heck? It's perfect. Um, so, yeah, like, this has been, uh, this has been our greatest form of networking. And, uh, look, we're just happy to have you. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, born and raised, Bronx and Bur- Bronx is burning. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll get to, the, we'll get to Yankees talk, I guess, later. Um, you know, um, but, uh, it's been, been nothing but fun. We appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. And again, even though Christine and I just passed, in, in Atlanta mania, just like, <laughs> hi, Bob. Hi. We had a sighting. There was a sighting. That's what happens. Listen, man, that's like trying to lasso lightning, Bob. You got, you know that. It's, it's tough to, exactly. tough to, tough to grab a minute of her time. Stop it. Oh my gosh. I know it was great. High five. Hi, Bob. High five. Okay. Oh man. We will, uh, yeah, to be continued. Do not worry. And welcome to the you archives of the two fit crazies. And um, with that said, everyone, my name is Christine Conti. I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.